All right, welcome to the Stop Money Anxiety Now live podcast, episode number 21. To save or to spend? That is the question. Roller coaster ride time. All right, welcome back to another episode or bro- live broadcast of the Stop Money Anxiety Now podcast. I'm your host, Wei Hong from the Six Figure Academy. And I'm Jessica. Jessica, also from the Six Figure Academy here. Well, you're not allowed to speak, so we're going to turn your not. mic off. <laughs> so this is the podcast. You know, it's been so while, it's been a while since you've been on the show, so I forgot that you actually are on the show. So, well, this is the podcast where we actually give you real-world tips uh, strategies and interviews with some amazing entrepreneurs on how to eliminate the destructive money stories and money habits and anxieties in your life so that you can create a prosperous and abundant lifestyle such as the one that our guest is having to, right now is living right now in business and life financial free stress and worry and all that fun stuff now if you're joining us live today make sure you get on Spreaker.com or download the Spreaker app on your phone or your tablet or whatever the case may be or iPad and search for stop money anxiety now obviously if you're listening to this you're probably already found it but anyway if you're on the website then that's what you want to do show so that you can join us in the room uh the chat room to ask questions and interact with us and our guests and while you're there subscribe so that you don't miss an episode uh in the future and catch us every week for all other ways to find us go to the sixfigureacademy.com that's the number sixfigureacademy.com forward slash radio for all the details What's up, stranger? You haven't been on in a while. I know. I don't think we've been face-to-face in uh, like over a month, right? Has it been over a month? I think over a month because when I got back, you were in Japan. That's right. So how was Japan? Japan. I've been itching to ask you. Japan was amazing. I did one of our episodes in Japan. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because the hotel was... It was 3 in the morning when I was doing it because, you know, 12 here... It was actually oh, 4 a.m. Okay. It was 4 a.m. Yeah. there on a Wednesday morning. Whoa. And because I wasn't in my typical yep. you know, setup, mm-hmm. I, I literally had a sheet over my head for a mini studio. <laughs> and yeah. I was like You weren't in the closet? I was, I, the, the closet wasn't deep enough. And so I was sitting li- literally by the station and just like having this sheet over me as I'm talking. <laughs> and I'm like going, I hope I don't wake up the neighbors. <laughs> for an hour? For an hour. Oh, for an hour. It hilarious. got really hot. So I was turning up the AC. It was, it was, it was fun. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> But uh, apparently, it, the sounds came out okay. I had feedback saying that you sounded like not as lively. I was like, yeah, it was 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it was 4 a.m. The sacrifices you make. Uh, the struggle is real. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> That's crazy. Wait, so did you like stay up the whole night or you just woke up? No, at, like, I woke up, did that, and oh, then I went man. back to sleep and everything like that because, you know, it was... That's dedication. It was so, yeah, I woke up at 3.30, got my notes ready and everything and, talk, you know, what I was going to talk about, and I did wow. that. But no, Japan was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing about Japan was doing an explore t- exploration of... You know the entrepreneur market there, which just yeah. to kind of see that the content that we talk about here at the uh-huh. Six Figure Academy was uh, relevant really? outside of America, and it turns out it's actually even more relevant. I mean, it was blowing their minds in terms of you know money mindset, uh-huh. money anxiety. I mean, uh-huh. we had an entire room of Japanese entrepreneurs uh-huh. after everything was translated, just yeah. mind blown, just sitting there like, oh my god. <clears throat> and there was one instance where um, a group said. Um, they all had the same belief that money was dirty. Really? Yeah. Dirty. Dirty. Wait, and they're entrepreneurs. And they're entrepreneurs. And trying they, to make money. 
Well, I mean, the Asian culture. I mean, I grew up being told that money was dirty, and I had to wash my hands every time I touched money. Oh, like physically dirty. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Physically dirty. So, well, I mean, but then dirty. I mean, so I asked them a really interesting question. I said, um, uh, "Do any of you like to be dirty?" They're like, no. <laughs> How often do you take a shower? Like every day, and uh-huh. in the summer, sometimes twice a day. Why? Because wow. I feel dirty. Uh-huh. So, what happens when you feel dirty and you're around things that are dirty? What do you want to do? He says, "I want to get it away from me." I was like, "Great." Oh. So, if you have a belief that money is dirty, what do you think you're doing with money then? Every time it comes into your life. They sat there for like a good two, three minutes going in silence, just like blown. <laughs> I know, I could just imagine. But we hear about that all the time here in America. So we're used to hearing that stuff mm-hmm. in America, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, we're jaded. We hear the stuff, money is dirty. So you have mm-hmm. to change your living beliefs. You have to change your beliefs around money to improve your relationship. You go to Japan, they're like, what? Oh, Wait, wow. what, what do you mean that has an impact on my money? And so people... So, so it, it, it was really, it was a really good trip to kind of help us, you know, because I already had plans to expand globally and, yeah. and we was, I was always wondering, well, is our content viable? Uh-huh. I mean, it's the stuff that we talk about here every single week. Yeah. Is it viable for another country other yeah. than America? Uh-huh. And it turns out that it is. Wow. My buddy who was doing all my translations at the end, he goes, you know what, Wade, this is the first time I actually truly understand what it is that you do for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now that you've had a chance to, you know, I've mm-hmm. had to, I've had to translate everything you're talking about, and he yeah. says Japan needs you. Yep. And I was like, Yay! The whole world needs you. Right. So we're we're in the middle of developing a platform right now to help bring entrepreneurs such as the one that's on our show today mm-hmm. and others to Japan to inspire. Inspire. And you know what? The ninety percent of the new entrepreneurs right now in Japan, ninety mm-hmm. percent, right, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are women. Whoa, in Japan? In Japan. No way. Right? So, yay. Yeah, <laughs> so you can see Devin's so like cool. fist pump. And, it's, and what's amazing is this, is that the reason why that is because yeah. the men are still, a lot of, most of the men are still stuck in that salary mindset. And it's so ingrained in that culture. And then um, uh, the women, <clears throat> some of them don't, a lot of them don't work. So I had I spoke to I had a meeting with another with a female entrepreneur uh-huh. um, and she and I think I spoke about this in, an, in another previous last week or something like that but she was really um, she's a really successful entrepreneur mm-hmm. she trains other coaches English coaches to become mm-hmm. English coaches and everything mm-hmm. and she said one of the testimonials that she got that was more you know a common one was that they went up to her and said Misato thank you for helping me being able to divorce my husband. Whoa. Because of that culture, you know, it's like you're stuck financially. And, you know, there's so many different levels of what we can do. But I think, you know, just to kind of without sharing what the bridge is, I believe that if we raise the entrepreneurship market there and make it very, very successful for in Japan, the more entrepreneurs create, we can actually reverse the biggest challenge they're having right now. Did you guys know Japan's Mm -hmm. going extinct? Yeah. It's a reverse population, negative Like a growth. really low birth rate. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. it's a negative growth year after year. It's been that way for quite a few years now. Yeah. And so what's good is it if individuals or companies succeed in Japan if the There's entire future, culture or the yeah. race goes extinct? So that's the bigger problem that needs to be resolved. And I think with entrepreneurship, breaking the ceilings of what is possible, because a lot of times they're not having kids. People, the new generation, are having kids because they can't afford it. In Japan. In Japan. Hmm. 38 million people live in Tokyo. About 90 million live in Japan altogether. So more than a third live in the Tokyo area. Million? Yeah. Oh my god. And um, the average co- the average um, you know, the lifestyle, the living costs in Tokyo is yeah. similar to LA, which is pretty high. 
but the average uh, household income is about forty thousand. <laughs> How do you survive with that? How do you even think about maybe having a kid? You're much less taking care Trying of yourself. To, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's really kind of um, this underlying problem that nobody's really talking about. So that's why, aside from just saying, "Hey, let me go back and talk about money and stuff like that," there's a deeper impact that can happen. Oh, so totally. I'm really excited about you know totally. Japan and everything like that. So you, so you want to bring people to Japan, like make yeah. Japan one of the awesome. Yeah, create a platform where we get local entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and we get foreign entrepreneurs mm-hmm. to come in and share the stage and talk about what it is that they do, so that we can stop break that fishbowl mm-hmm. so that Japan can start playing with the world market like yeah, everybody else is flourishing. doing. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, wow. but, so yeah, so that was that was Japan. Tell me about That's what amazing. you've been up to over this past month. It used to be just a, hey, what's going on this last what, last week? Yeah, I know. So uh, I was in Vermont, finally made it over, made my flight. Uh, <laughs> and two days after, I was I went into the advanced uh, practitioner, no, Master practitioner. practitioner. Master practitioner. Got too excited. Is that what you learned? Practitioner. Is that a new? Yeah. Is that a new master? Is that a master practitioner? This lazy. is the millennial way of saying is practitioner. MP. 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 Um, in neurolinguistic programming with uh, Dr. Matt for okay, two weeks, cool. fifteen days. How yeah. was that? Is your mind blown? Oh my god! Amazing. And I watched. I happened to watch The Matrix for my very first time the other night. <gasps> what? Yeah. You never seen I, it? I saw snippets. I had a, you know had seen like you know whatever whatever alluding to it but i actually sat down and watched it for my first time and it's it's dude cgi is not that great but the concepts in the film are it was so weird how it was inlaid with the you know the things that we're learning in class Mm -hmm. it was beautiful it was so fun and the people there are amazing what you need to watch next after that is watch inception again oh that inception was written by uh uh, an nlp person oh really Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Open loops, open loops, open yeah. loops, closed loops, open loops, closed loops. All right, tonight. Yeah, yeah I got addicted to hi- Okay, so hypnosis. We learned the you know, hypnotherapy uh-huh. at the end part. So the day after, I was like, oh, I'm going to play with hypnosis for a little bit. I step into a yoga class. I haven't, I haven't been in a class for over two months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? The instructor just tells you what to do. He doesn't, you know, it's, it's, he just he tells you what to do. I just hypnotized myself right before. I did the entire flow. Felt so grounded. The next day, I could not bend my arm backwards to reach my back because my arms were so sore but then but while i was doing it i was just completely in flow i wasn't even attaching myself to any thoughts any emotions i was just doing exactly what he told me to and mm-hmm. i felt amazing yeah so what what you did there was because you know pain and struggle and resistance especially mm-hmm. when a physical body tends to be a mindset thing and you can oh. actually turn that off yeah there's a hidden there's a hidden therapist on up on the hill here what that he um he had a full-blown surgery. He hypnotized himself so that he wouldn't, so he wouldn't have to use anesthesia. Yeah, dental. Um, he was saying there's a history with hypnotherapy and dental surgeries, mm-hmm. and even birth, giving mm-hmm. natural births, and yeah. using hypnotherapy to kind of. Not yeah, come to think of it, I don't anything. use any anesthesia when I do go to go to the dentist, no matter what it is that they do. Yeah, I'll test that later. I'm not yeah. really interested in that right now. <laughs> I'm already doing it, so proof and the proof is there. Yeah, it's, it's being done. So. <laughs> but cool. So you've got some got some big plans now as a, as a result of getting all that training and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, um, putting life in perspective, shifting things, oh, maybe evening totally. out, evening out all the ups and downs so to speak Uh uh-huh completely um my money anxiety definitely has subdued a lot uh changed a lot of my perspective of you know things with and quieted and kind of shoot away my limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. um i'm working on a project that i'm planning to create by the um 
to launch next December, December 2018, mm-hmm. um, either on Thailand or Bali. Um, wow. Yeah, so things are definitely coming into motion. Um, I've written out modules. Um, I have my mission, my values. Uh, things just written wow. out. Wow, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, these <laughs> it's it's been it's been coming together very slowly, but now I feel actually capable of hmm. doing it. So it's it's yeah. possible. It was probable. Now it's definitely possible. Right. So for those of you who do, who have to be reminded about this or don't know about this, uh, Jessica represents the millennial perspective on our show here, and so it's um, it, it'll be interesting to hear from our guest like where she was when she was twenty four, you know, and what we did and everything <laughs> like that. But it's amazing. So you know, I am so excited actually to have um, our guest today on the show. She's a, not only is she amazing in, in public, but she's also an ama- she's become a really amazing friend. Um, been over, been able to hang out with her quite a few times and play wingman to a variety of different events, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which has been fun. <laughs> but um, let me give you guys a little bit because I have to, I have to go through about it because it's so impressive, so amazing. Um, so Devin, Devin Alexander is actually a media personality. She's a healthy comfort food chef, a weight loss expert, and a New York Times best-selling author. And in case you don't know who she is, she's actually the chef of NBC's The Biggest Loser and the author of eight cookbooks, including The Biggest Loser Cookbook series, The Most Decadent Diet Ever. That sounds amazing. And if you ever had never, if, had I not gone over, been invited to her place to, to eat her the fare that's there when she cooks oh my god it's like how do you i'll just sit at the counter and i don't even want to have conversation don't bother me i'm just gonna eat whatever <laughs> she spits out you know you, you know and she's so attuned because i have certain limitation of what i can or cannot eat and so as soon as something's available she says the hostess with the most she goes wait you can eat this here try this i'm like oh my god this is so good right and um so devin's unique approach to healthy cooking and it's amazing so she does these things where i don't know if, if you guys don't follow her yet on facebook make sure you do because she does these things where it's like she takes the big mac or different types of foods that we just like we just feel guilty even thinking about and she makes it healthy and it tastes the same. So she's brilliant. Oh she's a goodness. genius in the kitchen. Her and her team have been creating some amazing stories. And her motivational personal story has her landing on regular appearances. And we'll get a chance to have her share that. And there's so much. It's like Today's Show, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, The View, Foxy, and and like over 500 magazine features. And there's so much more that's to come. She's got a radio show coming up that we're going to be talking about. But anyway, I mean, I, I'm sure more will come out as we have this conversation she shares. But um, welcome to the show, Miss Beautiful, Beautiful Devin <laughs> Alexander. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I just, you made my week right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been have some, having some amazing weeks. I mean, I haven't uh, seen you in like a couple months, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I hope not. But I kind of think that's true and it makes me sad now. Oh, we're so close and yet. I know. So far. <laughs> but I will but say, you know, so. we I know we're both so busy and when there was this opportunity to do this in person, normally I'd be like, just I'll phone it in. And I was like, I have to go see Way. My sister was like, they said you could do it. And I was like, no, no, no. I haven't seen Way. I have to I know, go see Way. Did you see my email? I was like, no, please. I miss Devin. Please come in. Yeah. So, and we're not that far, so we don't have an excuse. I know. We we really don't. Uh, it's kind of uh, sad. But actually, I've been far. I've been in Japan. And I've been know. traveling. And, and I, I have too. Yeah, I, and you've been traveling around. I the cover too. of my book in Des Moines, of all places. Des Moines? And, really? Yeah, I was just in Des Moines. What? Shooting a book cover. Why? Oh, is it because it's so much more... 
pretty or natural? No, there? because um, it, the book is for the American Diabetes Association, and um, Diabetes oh. Forecast and Meredith Publications huh. um, all have their headquarters there. So, oh. but you can imagine my shock anyway when you know I thought for sure it would be in L.A. or New York, and I was right. like, uh, uh, Des Moines. okay. Yeah. And but every, I will say, everybody is so nice there. Oh, I bet. I think yeah. most people, mo- most other states, when you go into it outside of LA, it's like everybody's so nice. What's <laughs> like, going on? Oh my god! Like even the Uber driver was so interested in my life. I know. I <laughs> went to Japan. Same thing. It's like everybody's so nice here. People actually say, you know, outside of Tokyo, people actually say good morning. They say hi and they tell you where to go. They even ask. Uh-huh. They open conversations with you uh-huh. without wow. even realize knowing who you are. You know? No, totally. Yeah. It's I mean, amazing. it was no matter who I encountered, it was just like this love fest, and you're like, whoa. Right. <laughs> So, okay, so just as a reminder, in case you guys are you know joining us live, is and even even afterwards, because um, Devin's going to have access to all the comments and everything like that, you can actually interact with us live. We could just jump on the chat, throw in some comments on Spreaker.com or the Spreaker app, and uh, ask any questions that you want. Especially if you're asking about, I mean, you can ask. They can ask you anything, right? Anything right, that yeah, you want about sure. your life. About, <laughs> Almost anything. <laughs> Almost anything. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be a someone that we know is gonna just tell the world like, oh, she's single. Because <laughs> you're not. <laughs> My boyfriend wouldn't like that. But. No, no. So, so you know, because of the nature of the story, let's get this out of the way. I mean, the stop money anxiety now is all about people's money stories and stuff like that. And everybody has a money story, and you have a little bit of one, you know. And it doesn't have to be traumatic or anything, but it, uh-huh. it's it's always interesting to see what people grew up with and how what the money story was so what's your money story like growing up how did you learn about money and how money worked you know what i actually think this was one of my mother's brilliant parenting things Uh um at least teaching us to save she literally Mm -hmm. like i was not even big enough to like reach the counter at the bank and Uh i had a bank book Mm -hmm. and literally i remember when i got my first two hundred dollars my mom looked at me and was like you have enough money to buy the tire of your first car. <laughs> she said that. And she was like building a car for us. <laughs> wow. wow. As we saved. Um, right. You know, and it was just little like allowance money and, you know, right. but she would definitely teach us to save as yeah. we were like, wow. I want a cabbage bad kid or whatever it was, you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, Did you say so responsible. Ca- garbage patch? No, cabbage patch. Oh, do you not know cabbage patch? Kids? I do know cabbage oh, okay. patch. I, yeah. I just also remember the garbage patch. Pale kids. Oh yeah. No. Well, no, I just I, I just totally aged myself. But, I know. Yeah. The, the millennial in the room is like, what are well, they no, talking no, about? I even I even <laughs> remember the song Cabbage Patch Kids oh. Growing in the Garden. Oh, you don't I remember, remember that? that. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? You know what? I was toward the end. That was actually, I think I was at the end of that. I, I don't want to say exactly. Thanks. Now you're making me <laughs> yeah. even older now. Great. And maybe I was upset because my sister got one. She was younger, three years younger. And yeah. she got one and it was sort of her thing. But I wanted uh-huh. one too. And, oh. and so I was like, what? Right. So maybe I just like repressed the song. <laughs> repressed the song. Like, I am not seeing that song ever again. I'm not even recognizing it. My, uh, my sister and I, we grew up with Monchi Cheese. Oh, that? yeah, I remember They brought those. that back. That is not, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, but they brought it back for a little bit. Like Tamaguchi's? No, no, no. Tam- no Tamaguchi. Mon- that's, that's the egg Mon- thing. Mon- yeah, Tamaguchi. <laughs> no, I don't know that. 
I'm like teeny babies for for with Furbies. Yeah, the Furbies. That oh, was my era. I remember hearing yeah. about those, but they were definitely not. Our yeah, that's, no. we have grown past that at that point. Right? I thought we were pretending I'm a millennial too. I know. You are. I, you're, you're basically in playing. In Hollywood, off. you can never be too rich or too 29. <laughs> too 29. We are. We're all 29. <laughs> Every year, have you turned out 29? Yeah. Well, we're talking about money. I mean. <laughs> Oh, As we'll talk about eight. So she taught you to save, right? Uh-huh. Um, it, but did you ever see? What did you see? How, how to spend the money growing up? I mean, did you ever see your parents spend money? Or I did. You know, we didn't have a lot of. I mean, I knew when we were younger. So my dad is is actually really cool in that he grew up on the streets of Philadelphia. Like was that sounds, um, like, a, that sounds like a song. Yeah, he was um, assisted by a priest who put him in a private school because oh, he wow. could see. Wow. Um, yeah, he was supporting his family from the time he was really young or right. contributing to that uh-huh. from when he was really young. Uh-huh. And then, um, so a priest sent him to a Catholic prep school Whoa. Um, on scholarship, which was really nice. And my dad has always been really successful. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when I was young. D- doing what? Um, he sold photocopiers and fax machines when they were cool. When they were cool, right. <laughs> and I, now they're to the company. My brother took over the company. It's been transitioned into a technology company. So yeah. he cool. sells, you know. Oh, so the company still exists. The company still exists. That's it awesome. Yes. Oh, we should have your yes. dad on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, he would be happy to. He, yeah. he He's pretend retired now, but now <laughs> pretend he's... Pretend retired? <laughs> he is. He um, buys and sells vacation houses and rents them out so much to the point that I'm like, what? So he still has entrepreneurial spirit. He even does. Though, yes. Oh, yes. He can, we get, can we get Papa Alexandra? on the show <laughs> oh maybe he'd probably be very flattered yeah uh, no I mean I love these stories these are the stories that <laughs> inspire people I mean yeah. it's just even your story yeah. right here talking about how that came so 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 fast forward you've, uh-huh. have, you've got these great uh, saving teachings from your mom uh-huh. and then seeing your dad being a successful entrepreneur uh-huh. you yourself became your own your own brand, your own entrepreneur growing up, right? Uh-huh. And so what happened? Fast forward, you know, what, what? how did that show up in your journey, as in your career, in your work? Well, if I can go back a little for one more sure. second. So we were so taught to be little entrepreneurs that I did the lemonade stands. I did all of that. Oh, but nice. I also, the funniest thing is I outsold all of the Girl Scouts. Nice. And when I mean all, I mean all combined. When I was what? a Girl Scout, yeah, like I literally sold more boxes of cookies than the entire troop. Wow. And part of it was like my mom definitely taught us to be high achievers okay. and she was a Wharton grad, so that didn't okay. work. Wow. And, but stay at home mom okay. um, who helped my dad. It was so super smart household. Yeah. And right. Yeah. So I definitely mix. had that bug and they saw artist tendencies in me, which scared the heck out of my dad. <laughs> Papa Alexander's so fun, um, even though his name's Simone, but that's okay. I still love it. So scared Papa Alexander. <laughs> and um, so he was like drilling all these entrepreneur lessons in me because uh-huh. he thought I was like this creative, which I am. Like I'm half chef, half entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's very artistic. Oh, yeah. Half of it. And so, um, so, but fast forward, like, I've always been a saver and I'm Uh probably not as good a spender as I should be like Mm. in terms of in spending time with Wei I've noted Uh that maybe if things were a little more free flowing Uh sometimes they'd be a little more free flowing in the other direction too (laughs) just maybe (laughs) just 
maybe. Right? Um, we may have uncovered that by accident or on purpose or something. <laughs> totally. I mean, I mean, because we know, you know, money is just a representation of energy. I mean, if you think about how many people actually carry cash today. You know, I went to Japan with $100 in, in Japanese yen. Mm-hmm. Cash. And you came back with all of it. I came back with almost, well, half of it. Wow. So the rest of the time, I spent what? Energy representation of money. Right. The bits and the credit card and everything. That's all nice. energy. Ah. Yeah. Is that good energy or bad energy, are you saying? Hmm? Like, the, are you saying it's better to be, like, transacting with cash? No, no, no. It's just to, well, cash is just another representation of that energy, right? right? Okay. But just to understand that, like you were saying, that, oh, inflow, outflow, like uh-huh. nature, when it mm-hmm. flows then it's 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 vibrant right. when a river is flowing it's vibrant when it sits in a pond all day it becomes mm. a little bit different right <laughs> it becomes mm. moldy mossy yeah, whatever yeah so yeah so saving is just one part of the equation having an understanding that money needs to flow mm-hmm. in order to allow yes. more to come in well in a cool way like i'm not a cheap person like mm-hmm. i will definitely pay for services if i find their like see their value yeah i've just you know i don't spend a lot of money on like i spend a weird i always joke that i probably spend less on any clothing that mm-hmm. anybody da- on red carpet yeah. like i just i don't know i've never valued the material yeah. right. haha, in yeah. clothing <laughs> right. um but even you know but you the still other pull night, it off and make it look like a million bucks well you know what's funny so the other night i was at the white light white night event oh, yeah. for uh-huh. walk with sally which is a charity for oh did you see my buddy chris martinez and his, his speak about his um big brother little oh brother? yeah is that your friend yeah he oh. was on the show yeah. uh like last month last oh. Last month? I think it was last month. Or a month or two ago. Yeah. Amazing with yeah. a mentor like that. Yeah. So I I actually got this dress uh-huh. from BCBG that happened to be ridiculous on sale. Like it was a hundred eighty dollar dress that I got for thirty dollars. Wow. wow. And I got a pile of friends going, I'm borrowing that dress. I mean, it was like wow. the best dress. Yeah. And I didn't even know BCBG was ever thirty dollars, but I just happened <laughs> upon it when I was looking for the cover. Like I was looking for a dress to wear on the cover of my book, right. and I was yeah. looking at all this red stuff, and this dress popped up, and I was like, oh my god, that's beautiful. And then it was, I was like, wait, what? So I just ordered it, and I was so excited because it actually like was flattering and everything. And yeah. then as I said, I got so many like comments on people yeah. are. Yeah. planning to borrow it and I was like you can go buy it for $30 <laughs> but, but I, or you could borrow it but, I like yeah exactly <laughs> but I think what they're wondering the reason why they want to borrow it because it's, it depends on the wear too uh-huh. the energy mm-hmm. behind it, totally it. Does. because yeah. So sweet. yeah because the the clothing actually then um get influenced and impacted by the energy of the person who's wearing it mm-hmm. you know so it's you oh yeah. that's so nice <laughs> so, see now you Good made job. my next week <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it we'll try to get the whole year out of the way like, this one. is called compliment Devin. i'm like i like this show let's do this every week <laughs> We'll have you on every month. <laughs> so, 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 what happened is so. So now that you moved into this space of um, being willing to spend money and everything like that, what? How did that impact then your business? You know, obviously you started off uh, at the biggest. Well, you know what? Before we even talk about that, yeah, how did you? How, how did you, you end get up getting on the Biggest Loser, ah. which kind of was a big launch pad for everything, right? Yeah, um, it was. So I weighed two hundred pounds when I was fifteen. What? 
Which is something else that not a lot of people are like, wait, what? That's not possible. Yeah. Um, and it feels to me at this point that it's not possible because I don't struggle. Like, my biggest passion in life is showing people that you can feel amazing at this age. And I can proudly say I wore a white dress on Saturday night and not once did I was like, was I like, I'm fat. Which I would have, I mean, honestly, there was a time in my life where... Mm-hmm. I was 27. I weighed like 15 pounds less than I weigh now. I was bordering a size zero. um, And I couldn't even, like, I'd try on everything in my wardrobe and be like, I don't feel, like, I look fat and I would not go out. Wow. So like was this before had, you were two hundred or after you were two hundred? No, so I was two hundred, then I was like nothing. <laughs> I mean, I was like so low for my I mean I wasn't anorexic, but I was, you know, as thin as I could be mm-hmm. and yeah. still and I mean the funny thing was like I, I did go through a lot of therapy for that because yeah. I just didn't feel like I felt as bad when I weighed like hundred twenty five pounds as I did when I weighed two hundred, mm-hmm. if wow. not worse. And, you know, when you're 200, everybody sees that. When you're 125, you're just single struggling, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so got the help I needed with that. And, and now it's like I go to these events and I hear women go, oh, I look so fat. I hate white. You know, and I'm like, I am so glad that, like, I eat food that I love and that I get to teach people, which is why I work so hard, um, that they can feel great. I'm, yeah. I mean, That's I'm amazing. turning 46 next month. And what? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, because you were talking about your age before, and I was like, I was like, how old? 46. <laughs> or 29, you know. Which uh, 20, no, 29. but really. <laughs> <laughs> but really. <laughs> no, I mean, I do joke about that, and people aren't, I, I don't, I, I confuse people. Um, yeah. So, you you know, I, I honestly feel prettier now. Like yeah. on the me, I always say on right. the me scale. Like it's yeah. not like I walk around going, I'm the hottest thing in the whole world. Yeah. But compared to like when I was 15, I just felt ugly and a uh-huh. waste of space. And then when oh I was 27, gosh. I, you know, had really tough time, as I said, going out and all of that. Yeah. And then from the time I was like 30 um, till now, like I have progressively felt prettier, yeah. which is not mm-hmm. how it's supposed to work. And oh. so I'm so. That's how it's supposed to work by who standards? Well, you know what Who I says mean. That? Well, Who says that? I mean, clearly, like, I'm, you know, I think it's so funny because people will come up to me after I do a cooking demo and I've empowered them. And, you know, yeah. I'm like, you can eat this and you can eat that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to worry about a diet. Yeah. And then they'll come up to me and be like, wait till you turn 40. Your metabolism will come to a screeching halt. And I'll just let them finish mm-hmm. and do their rant. And then I'll be like, Thank you for that share. That is not always someone's experience. I'm Mm -hmm. actually, right now, I'm like, I'm 45. And I'm like, you know, I don't believe that that has to be the result. And I feel like you are a living representation (laughs) of that living belief. Because it's not even, because you do not look like you're 46. (laughs) You don't even look like you're a day over 40, to be really honest. But it's also like your your energy. It's, it's, you have this really youthful spirit. And I feel like that's what, like, keeps people really young. You know, it's funny that you say that. Because I always say happiness, like, will take off at least five years, maybe ten. And then the fact that I make... All sorts of my my new boyfriend has been pointing out that I I do make a lot of like sounds and noises and like <laughs> <laughs> like in my book, like ah you know? <laughs> like I'm constantly and I was like oh god but I know my sister my sister does it it's like a genetic trait or something it's, it a, it's an only, Alexander thing yeah the only time people ever like my sister and I don't really look alike and uh-huh. when they see us together like. 
when they first see us, they're like, no. And then after they hang out with us for a while, they're like, oh my yeah. God, you are really <laughs> hilarious. So, so would you say then, uh, in your particular case, that it wasn't because there was physical challenge, it was a mindset thing. The mindset was what was creating the fluctuation in weight and everything like that? Or well, you know, I, that on top of you know the choices that you make when you eat? But. Well, I had a lot of trauma as a child. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got overweight. Mm-hmm. I always feel like that really does stem from something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a lot of loss. So I turned to food the way some people turn to alcohol or yeah. other you mm-hmm. know addictive whatever. For yeah. me, whatever it was, the drug of choice, so to speak, was food so once I dealt with all of that Mm -hmm. um, you know you think that it's like oh lose weight and everything will be fine Mm -hmm. and the sad part was like now I've lost weight and it's worse Mm -hmm. Um, and I have no life so (laughs) then I learned how to flip everything to like eat the things that I love Mm -hmm. and so now when I like if I go somewhere and I want a piece of chocolate cake and I know you'll really relate to this and I'll take a bite of it because I love chocolate cake um, I'll take a bite, and if it's delicious, I know, right? <laughs> um, it's, My chocolate loaf, gluten-free, downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious, then I'll eat it and enjoy it. And, you know, going to the mindset thing, it's like I allow myself to enjoy yeah. it. With every bite, I no longer say I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Yeah. Which, whoops, oh, I'm pounding on the table. Yeah. I'm so passionate about this. Instead um, of beating yourself up, beat up on the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I... I really, now I'm like, oh, this is so good. And when I have my, like, 100-calorie treat that I'm not, quote, supposed to have, you know, you're not supposed to eat carbs before bed. Whatever, people! Yeah. It's like, if that's my 120 calories that I saved at night because I like my, you know, Halo Top or whatever it is, um, like, I enjoy that. And it's like, I deserve that. And you know what I mean? And and I love it. And it's like, I actually think that that's healing. And maybe I'm wrong. But it's working. No, I I, I think you're absolutely right. Because what happens is that energy then carries over to the next day. Like when you, you know, how many people have beaten them, spent the whole entire night beating themselves up over Uh that decision they made. Mm -hmm. And they wake up completely drained and not energized to even go out and play. It's so funny that you say that because, yeah, I just had Larry Broughton on my um, radio show. And he was talking about every night before he goes to bed. He does, or as he's falling asleep, he does a grateful. You know, some people count sheep. He like goes through grateful. So like says, um, I'm grateful for this. I'm great. I'm grateful that my hands work. That you know, I'm grateful yeah. for my children. I'm grateful. And he said, when you fall asleep in gratitude, you wake up in gratitude. Mm. Oh, that's and beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I'm gonna do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Isn't it great to build millennial? Everything I get, you sponge it up. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. No, but really, because it's. I mean, it's it like to wake up feeling energized. That has uh-huh. been my one like obstacle that I'm trying to get through. Mm. And so, uh-huh. and recently, I broke through it and so now I'm just picking up anything yeah. that I can to be like yeah I want to wake up great yeah. and like and it's just so funny hearing you talk about this because the other week you know I've I've been trying to be on like more of a vegan diet mm-hmm. and I had a hamburger and I like my body really wanted a hamburger like mm-hmm. I really just wanted not just beef but like a hamburger uh-huh. I went to In-N-Out I got a burger ate it plain and I was actually feeling more energized after eating the burger see I'm so glad you said that because so what I was going to say about the chocolate cake Uh was and if I take a bite of it and decide it doesn't taste good Uh like I know in an empowered way that I can go home and make my own 200 calorie cake Mm-hmm. So it's never like nice. It, it, it's just it's truly that I am making a choice that I want to yeah. be making. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm victim to I can only have this or I can only have that. Yeah. It's I don't want this cake now because it's 
crappy (laughs) and I'm going to go have a better one. So, and when you say about if you're craving something so hard, like I do have chocolate cravings. Mm -hmm. So I have these little 50 calorie brownies now that are always in my freezer. And instead of like that gnawing voice all freaking night going, have something chocolate. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Oh, it's so draining. Shut it it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like one brownie, 50 calories done. And enjoy it. You know, right. And, and then, and it's, that's enough. It's not like, I mean, and I'm not a person, honestly, like I always talk about, you know, some people will say, oh, low fat food's bad. No, low fat food isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Crappy low fat food is bad. (laughs) And if you're eating less fat, you tend to be able to eat more. Mm -hmm. So again, it's all this balance Mm -hmm. of like, if you are a volume eater because that's what you've done and that's what you think nurtures you, start there. And then like, I was a person who was a teenager, like I was eating two chicken breasts and I couldn't imagine eating one. And then, you know, and then you scale back, like Mm -hmm. as you start feeling better and you Uh get more energy and you're working out more and you realize you don't need that or you space it out more during the day and, and like just helping people find the willingness to let go of Mm -hmm. like what their mindset is now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, so I have a question. Something hit me when you were talking to, you know, I bet you there are a lot of entre- entrepreneurs out there who struggle with like you know weight issues, physical issues, and everything like that. Is it possible that if they um, are struggling with their weight, that their business will also suffer in the same way? Well, absolutely. I mean, number one, there's one in four people are mm-hmm. now have diabetes or type two diabetes in the U.S. Mm. And um, that is a scary number. And so many people, like it's an undiagnosed disease in so many cases. How do you even know you have it? You have to go get tested or? You do um, for the most part. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, you know, so many people tell me they don't have time to eat healthy or they don't have time to get healthy food. Mm -hmm. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're skimping on your food, what you're doing is setting yourself up to have medical ailments Mm -hmm. or spend a ton of time and a ton of money going to the doctor. Like I almost never go to a doctor. I am so blessed. Now, you know, obviously some people have to go to the doctor because of, you know, conditions. Well, (laughs) no, but I even mean like there's, you know, some people get cancer because they were just going to get it. Like it's a genetic thing or whatever. So I don't mean to say that if Uh you go to it, you know, I am blessed. I get that. Uh But I also know that when I go to my doctor, he's like, whoa, I haven't seen um, numbers cholesterol like the, yeah. numbers like these in forever, you know? So, mm. so part of it is something I'm doing, you know? Right, and sure. so for that part, like, let's just deal with that. So nobody sends me hate mail cause I'm sensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's funny when I talk about this, sometimes, sometimes they're like, you're a horrible person. Like I have, and I'm like, I get that. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. you know, if you're eating crappy all the time and you know, if the you're body choosing, will tell you, yeah. the body will tell you yeah. after a while. Well, yeah. And so like for those people who aren't necessarily making the best choice, is because they think it's a better decision for their business. It's not a better decision for your business at all. It's you know get your assistant. It's I mean, if you're health. right, we'll get your assistant to put um, you know whatever healthy food t- options on speed dial and get yeah. your assistant trained to you know actually get the food delivered when she sees that you haven't eaten in or he sees that you haven't eaten in this many hours. Right. And if you don't have an assistant, if you're truly a startup and all of that, then do it yourself. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I mean like, technology is so easy now. Yeah. I mean Amazon Prime, Amazon Deliver, Amazon. Yeah. I mean, you just just pick, and there's yeah. just so many. And then, uh, um, what's that? Uh, Freshly, and all these different yeah, other there's places. Ton- I mean, but be careful with some of those too, because they pretend they're pretend healthy. I mean, I I actually wait. Define pretend healthy. <laughs> It's, you know, a lot of the meal delivery services, yeah. I was thinking of doing one. And yeah. in the process, I ordered them all. And it's really confusing, the calories on those. Like, some of them will say 700. One of them, an actual box that we got was, like, 740 calories. But it doesn't need to tell you how much the calories are that 
when it says add olive oil here, add this here, add this here. Uh, so it was like, I want to say 1,043 for like one serving. And uh, I mean, that's way too much to be eating in a meal. Like yeah. even 700 something. It's good yeah. for me. I like calories. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but also depending what they are. I mean, again, we yeah. can debate all of that. But yeah. the thing is, like I eat more like 350 to 450 calorie meals like multiple times a day. Uh-huh. Right. So, you know, to, it differs from to body eat 1,000 calories yeah. thinking you're eating 700, yeah. you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they really, I mean, they're very, very deceptive. So mm-hmm. it's just be careful with that stuff. So if you were to order one of those things, but don't add anything else and just take it at you can't though. That's the thing. It's like even when they say you know toss with olive oil in your salad or whatever, like that isn't calculated. And so, so if what there if you are, what if you toss without olive oil? Um, but then you have a, you're eating lettuce. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then <laughs> you're just eating plants, right? I said so, so. That's what I do. But I mean, they don't <laughs> plant. And then you're not happy. You don't have the big smile, and then you don't lose three pounds. Um, the you know, I mean, it's the flavor. Right. No, it's. I mean, if if I make plenty of salad dressings without mm. a ton of olive oil, but they're, you know, they're. I chop the things up small. Like when you have a salad, you know how like if you're if someone hands you a hunk of tomato, a hunk of lettuce, and right. a hunk of onion, mm-hmm. like you're not gonna put those three together and like take a bite of it. <laughs> but it, it, you laugh. <laughs> but, but think of the same three ingredients, fine chopped. Yeah, like you put a teeny tiny bit of dressing on them and like the flavors are all melted Mm -hmm. and they're delicious and you get this flavor explosion in your mouth so you don't need the whole like drippy wedge of ranch exactly you know what I mean so like those are the kind of things Mm. that I do and those are not the things that are necessarily in the boxes when they tell you to throw this that and the other in the box I mean in in a bowl and then they don't provide you dressing so you have to put a ton of olive oil because you might not even have a lemon in your kitchen you know what I mean or some salsa to throw in there or something better for you are there uh, are so. There, so are there companies that you actually do recommend then? I mean, oh, are we not allowed to say that? No, I mean, I don't, I haven't found one that Because I you're supposed to build one. Yes. I mean, I will tell you that I know that Sheft has some that are, um, you know, they're like Tone It Up Girls, I think, and mm-hmm. um, they have American Diabetes Association recipes. Cool. I mean, that said, like, I haven't physically tried those dishes, so uh-huh. I don't know if they're decadent, but I do know that they work hard to tell you the calories and... So are you, so you, you, are you coming out with a little... Um, you know, I'm talking to some people okay. to see if it might make sense. Yeah. Right. Um, some... I love my sweets, and I would love uh, to have that stuff in my fridge oh, every night. Oh, well, that I'm going to start selling on HSN. Oh. So. So when is that coming out? HSN, um, Home Shopping soon. Network. Soon. I don't know exactly when. <laughs> like a, but no, I'm committed <laughs> to getting my Just brownies. Just in case people don't know. <laughs> I'm committed to getting my brownies manufactured because... Nice. Those brownies Seriously. are amazing, I have to tell you. Yeah. Oh. I used so to good. give them away at charity events all the time, and then people really? would be like, where can I buy these? <laughs> and it, you couldn't, and so it was frustrating me. Oh. Um, so I had to stop because it was upsetting me. So now I'm just going to go get the manufacturer and then start giving them out of charity. But but you do have like a book out with these recipes. Not all of the desserts. Some of them. I mean, the desserts that I do, I can point you in the right direction. Actually, I have this cake if anybody's like a chocoholic. In my book, The Most Decadent Diet Ever, and you can find this online for free just to make sure I'm telling the truth Uh um, (laughs) before you invest um, because I'm so sure you're going to love it. But it's called Chocolate Not Only in Your Dreams Cake. Ooh. Chocolate and not a, only yeah. in your dreams. <laughs> because mm. it's a flourless chocolate cake. What? Yes. And I used to have nightmares. It's gluten-free, too. I used to have nightmares that I'd eaten an entire chocolate flourless cake. 
the worst nightmare. And so you had to make that a reality. So right. I need to be able to do that. That's what I told you. Like, not only so it's no longer a nightmare anymore. It is a total dream. Right. And I can feel good about it. Yeah. Oh, so yes. it's like a ram. I make it in ramekins, like those okay. small little yeah. custard dishes. Wait, what is it made out of? Like z- like zucchini? Or no, like, oh. it's not even anything weird. It's like egg whites and applesauce and cocoa. But I did it on Rachel oh, Ray, and she proposed to me. Really? I just want you to know, Rachel. Ray <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So obvi- so obviously you you you've gotten amazingly good at what you do. I've had to taste it, and then I say, and and you take things that people will usually. I mean, I guess the whole point is you take things that people are beating themselves up for eating uh-huh. and making it okay to eat yes. without having to sacrifice that, yes. which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. So so. So having taken that, you know, I mean, what inspired you to actually do what it is that you're doing now? And what has some of them been the results? What has been your journey as an entrepreneur in terms of successes and, you know, ups oh, and downs? Oh, wow. You know, um, I mean, I I feel like my biggest accomplishment was helping someone lose 230 pounds. That's wow. Um, and, 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 not, and it wasn't you. <laughs> right. And, um, and I mean, my 70 pounds, you know, and then obviously, like I have, I mean, I've been really blessed to have some successes. And I mean, I've worked really hard for those too. Like, mm-hmm. that's the part that, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of am a good little stalker because I look, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, somebody asked a woman lately, what's great about being a woman entrepreneur? Because, uh-huh. you know, we sit around and say what's bad about it. And there are bad things. I've had some challenges. But on the flip side, like, if you really indulge in like, what can I get away with that a guy can't? <laughs> and honestly, like putting in a beautiful dress. No, I guess no, I could do that like, too. I'm I'm not a threatening person in any way. Yeah. Nothing about me is threatening. Uh-huh. So I've snuck into more offices and lots and gotten in elevators with people and you know, hi. Um, and you know, <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah, and so and I'm even shy, but I that's how I got a lot of my things. Like you. You know, I, I mean, and I've dropped off a ton of brownies. Like, there was probably a five-year period that I wore jeans all the time, and there were brownies on my jeans at all times. Because wow. I was just constantly, like, sneaking in buildings, dropping off brownies, introducing uh-huh. my food to people. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, that uh-huh. sort of thing. So The hustle. Yeah. So that's, like, really important, too. But, but I mean, I, I have had a lot. I've been really lucky, as I said. And, and I got on Biggest Loser because I, I was never planning to be a chef, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was acting some. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, I was also catering because that was a way to make money. Oh, you're acting. <laughs> Never right. loved it and yeah. had my premature midlife crisis at 27 <laughs> when my when I was at my ideal weight and I hated my catering job mm. um, oh. because I wasn't I, I wasn't a crank st- stuff out type person. Like yeah. I wanted to be creative yeah. and I wanted. I don't know. And then some celebrities figured out that I could cook healthy food that actually tasted good, which is how I got catering. But it just wasn't fulfilling my soul to be on artist hours because I was up until four o'clock and, you know, you'd cater a party (laughs) and by the time you're home, it's four o'clock in the morning. So on weekends and nights. And so when everybody I respected and admired was, was able to play, I was working. Mm. And so I'm like, how do I do this? And I realized that what I loved most about my business was showing people how to get fit through food. Mm. So I gave up the catering completely and I took a step back and took a job at Muscle and Fitness Magazine to learn the media side of the industry. Uh Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I just wanted to completely. I used to subscribe to at that. 27. <laughs> yeah, at well, 30 by the time I like. Wow, it was 27 to 30 where I was really trying to figure out like what the heck I'm doing with my life. That's really cool that you had the courage to do that because I feel like you know when you're like because right now I'm thinking I'm 24 and I'm like like switching to different careers or like you know I, I thinking about 
like starting from the bottom and the fact that you no, won in I went and, you... and you know what it was so funny it was my psychologist who was like he's like you have so much experience you're smart you're gonna go in there and just knock them dead you know you're nice. just gonna learn everything yeah and the cool thing was I had a column in muscle and fitness within a month of being there and then I got one in muscle and fitness hers then I got asked wow. to be the culinary advisor of men's fitness because when you're inside yeah. there you know like you see it all and you can contribute in a way that you could never knocking on a door, you know, like right. sucking the way I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of how I learned it all. And then my first column in Muscle and Fitness turned into my first book. Wow. Um, huh. And and then it took off from there. And again, it was a lot of luck, but it was also a lot of heart. Yeah. You know, like I always you say. You were hustling. You yeah. were, I was hustling. Yeah. I yeah. was. I was doing my full-time job at Muscle and Fitness. And then I would go home and write freelance. Wow. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there's interesting sides to that, too. It's like I didn't have balance and I'm, you know, finding myself older yeah. and not, you know, I'm just catching up on my personal life mm-hmm. and, you know, so. So what uh, what did you write about in the columns that made you write your first book? Um, it was actually makeovers of, like common dishes and like fast food dishes and wow. that's so I wound up at Rodale which is again like I had oh, a, Rodale yeah, yeah. I, I had a newsletter and weirdly my in tiny town Pennsylvania this is another thing like be nice to everyone because I mean so many people you know talk about mm-hmm. entrepreneurs talk about surrounding yourselves with people who are you and like inspire you and yeah. like you're the common denominator of your five closest yeah. friends which is true but there's different like I want to be the common denominator of someone super successful and someone super kind yeah you know it's mm-hmm. not always like hobnob in the yeah. snob crap you know like sometimes especially for high achievers it's great to have that friend who grounds you and mm-hmm. makes you go on that vacation that's just like just shut it all down yeah right. you know and like just such a good person yeah. like well that's why common denominators are unique to every individual yeah so your common denominator incorporates those those aspects Right. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say, so my sister-in-law happened to be friends with the vice president of Rodale. Like, she lived in tiny town, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. and she was sending him my, like, forwarding him my newsletters with me not knowing this, and he wasn't paying attention at all. <laughs> and then, when I got the column in Men's Fitness, uh-huh. which was a competitor to men's health he was Mm -hmm. like wait wait what who is this Uh so then he calls me in Uh to meet with me which I mean this was probably 20 newsletters later Uh I didn't even know he knew who I was Uh and then so I got a job as a consultant to Rodale and in that process is how I met the person who turned my book into so it was just like but it's funny because technically that came from a lawyer in small town Pennsylvania you know what I mean so it's like I always say just don't undervalue anybody and again like you want to be I mean like part of the reason that I love being friends with Wei is he's got this zen ability like I'm hyper (laughs) and he just like grounds me and I'll be like oh shoot (laughs) (laughs) well I mean that's one of the most uh, attracting things we had this you know when we when when you and I first met, remember, and I told you later, says, yeah. your energy when you just came mm-hmm. in, just this childlike energy was yeah. probably one of the most, you know, most appealing things about you. And and, and, and if you never had a chance to kind of um, meet her in person or see her videos and stuff like that, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Devin's got this, 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 this um, innocence about her that she never, yeah. she never really let go of. But, you know, what was, what's so amazing about your story is that, you know, you, as much as you say it's lucky, lucky, but... You know, I tell people all the time in entrepreneurship, you create your own luck. Yeah. You know, 
part of it by your hustle, part by enthusiasm, part by commitment, and just kind of like you know not you know not allowing yourself to be you know di- you know distracted by things because once you decide it's like you know I like this and people are responding for it, you responded mm-hmm. to what people were saying about what you were doing, mm-hmm. and you found out hey I kind of like this, mm-hmm. went with it, you know, and just made created opportunities, not just waited for opportunities mm-hmm. right? well and I was never looking going back to money I was never looking for the money mm-hmm. like I as I told you I don't value really expensive purses and really mm-hmm. expensive shoes and really expensive dresses mm-hmm. I mean for people who love them and can afford them like more power to you mm-hmm. right um, but like, that's not your not, jam it's not it's yeah. not I mean I've never cared and so for me like I wasn't I mean for the most part like I mean I want a nice house and I have a nice house um, but and it's funny you go back to the parents because that's what my parents spent money on houses and cars mm. uh-huh. and not a lot else. And mm. not in a stingy way. Like my father was always, you know, wanted to pay someone for their services, mm. right. you know, in a fair way. And I'm very much like that. Like right. I was having trouble with social media because I would pay people and they would do a terrible job and then I didn't want to pay anybody else. And then I found somebody who was actually able to help me some. And I was so excited to write those checks. Yeah. Right. So I have right. this weird, but I am one who's hesitant. Yeah. And like I'm going through this thing right now that I need to um, like overhaul one of the rooms in my house. Um, and I need to get rid of a whole set of really nice living room furniture, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I I truly like want to, it's hard for me to just be like, I don't need it, just get rid of it. Like I want to gift it to somebody who I know will want. Like I don't want to just give it to like Wasted Salvation away. Army where they'll sell yeah. it for a hundred dollars or, you know, for something yeah. that it's so little. Like I want right. to give it to somebody who I know will use it. Yeah. And so I'm weird like that no, money. I mean it's. No, I it's, mean it's not weird because you're you're looking to pass. You're you're infusing it with your energy and you're passing it on to someone who actually can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And you want to have well, there's a little bit of control there, but that's okay, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> it's really interesting because what people don't realize is that your money story that you grew up with, mm-hmm. unless unless it, it's creating massive financial problems in your life, mm-hmm. pretty much runs on autopilot. Right. So if you look at what how you're living your life right now as it pertains to money and financials and stuff like that, like you're saying, it's your emphasis and what you value and stuff like that, you're running on autopilot based mm-hmm. on what you learned growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if it's not creating problems, so that's and so I'm not saying that everybody grows up with a bad money story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I'm just saying that if you're an entrepreneur and you want your money circumstance to change and you've been you know kind of like driving your head into the wall, mm-hmm. then you gotta you gotta take that story off of autopilot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But what you're doing right now is fine. I mean, you're happy. You got your things, and and it's not because you don't value because the values around money is different for you because you grew up with in a household where the where their value system around money is different than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in LA where there's a lot of materialism, a lot of things put in. You know, your value is determined by how flashy you are and the things that you have and stuff like that. So it's easy to get caught up in trying to compare our values. But yeah. if we stop comparing values with others, mm-hmm. then we start to realize. Oh, that's just my value system. Mm-hmm. They have their value system, mm-hmm. and if your value system works for you, then that's that's all that matters, really. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Although I will say, so you're right. It's. I mean, I'm. I feel lucky that I had the parents I did in this front because, mm-hmm. and in many fronts, actually. Yeah. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but um, who are we no. gonna have on the show? <sighs> Papa Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if like, you know, I don't know if let us call him that, but whatever. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I don't think he's Simone. Guess Papa, Papa Alexander, <laughs> aka Simone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. 
No, it's funny because I, I was telling you, Way, that, you know, it's interesting in this business where, you know, I spend a lot of, like, the entrepreneur side of me drums up a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And then I get a lot of work and I'm jumped into artists and I'm working really hard at artists to get, like, all that work perfect. And then right. I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have work again. So I jump back into entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Because I, like... A, a lot of people who can do both mm-hmm. really have to switch brains. Mm-hmm. And so I always find it ironic that, I mean, there have been times that my business is doing insanely well and I'm mind blown by how much money I'm making and I'm just like, wow, I, you know, I'm just so elated. Mm-hmm. And then there have been times that I've actually lost money when people are like, wow, you're everywhere. You're doing so well. Like, and I'm like, oh my God. And the part that people don't realize is in those phases where I'm doing all the promotion, uh-huh. it's because I don't have... I mean, it's not only because, like, I love doing a lot of what I do because I want to reach people. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, when I really am pushing that, it's like I'm paying a publicist to get me on TV shows that I don't get paid for. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I'm flying there myself because a lot of the shows now, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in the day, like, they used to fly you. They used to, you know, mm-hmm. get pay you a car service. Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. now it's sometimes I even have to pay for the food styling. Um, which wow. is, for those who don't know, that's like, you know, getting your food set up. Um, right. You don't Whoa. do that yourself when you fly into another city because how could you, you don't have a kitchen, you don't have any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. And so, and then you're also paying lawyers to, you know, make sure your deals mm-hmm. that you're going forward are, so like when you're losing money, you're losing, 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 yeah. and then everybody's like, oh my God, you're everywhere. And it's just like, ah, oh, I feel fake. Yeah. And then when I'm doing super well and heads down and I'm, you know, just like making tons of money, like working quietly, and people are like, oh, what have you done lately? And I'm like, wait, what? I, 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 and it's, I think it's fascinating that you, you, um, you decided to use the word losing when, you're, when, those, when that money is going out. That's the outflow that we're talking about, right? Uh, See, uh, therapy found... with <laughs> But then again, it makes sense because a, a lot of your life has been around you know, losing that stuff. And uh-huh. That's why I was asking earlier, oh, says, does, does your journey around weight and weight loss and helping people lose weight and then Gaining weight back in the has how does that sometimes get reflected in how you've designed your own entrepreneurial journey as your business? Why is it that every time I see you, there's this big question that I think about forever? <laughs> I can't help I mean, myself. It's part of the reason that I love hanging out with you, and part of the reason I'm like, gosh, and you just thought you're gonna come in for an interview. I know. <laughs> I, know. I'm like, I can't help it. I just, I just, I, just I, I know. I saw it. I saw. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. There's a correlation. Yeah. But you know, and there's nothing wrong with it because here's the thing: anybody who thinks that the entrepreneur journey is like a linear growth pattern, wrong, wrong. Yeah. That is what I mean nobody you know when you're uh, going to drive to the store in your car if you're going to drive here from Manhattan Beach right mm-hmm. it's not like you put pedal to the metal until you get there there's uh-huh. no way you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll hit something you'll crash and or you'll just you know, well just, just knock death. on wood we're not actually crashing I now. know exactly right <laughs> find some wood here <laughs> find some wood where's this wood everything's glass okay. but, um, but I, I think what you're doing is, in, is a natural cycle if you love uh-huh. every aspect of it mm-hmm. that part where the when money's coming in and the money's going out. The money's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's this loop thing that is a natural program that's actually an upward spiral. So actually succeeding in entrepreneurship is not a straight line. Right. It's, an, it's an upward spiral, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what you're doing is you're, if you, and like I said, if you love every aspect of it, like going out there and doing anything, but then the money's going out, mm-hmm. that's just outflow. Right. It's like the waves coming in right. and waves going out. Huh. It's like nature. Both are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I I remember I was it's on the beach one. It's scarier though when they're coming when they're going out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, right? It's like undertow, undertow. <laughs> and, and so I think one of the, I think uh, a next step journey. I think the next, you know, up, you know, big step for you would be be able to embrace that piece because I think that would be amazing. Just like now, you know, when you can help people embrace losing that weight. You know, and and not associate lose with as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, something. Uh, something to think about. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just took a look at the clock. I mean, can you believe it? there's only two minutes left? <laughs> oh my god! Holy cow! I can believe it because you're always like this. <laughs> no, we like are always hour. like this. So, so what I love for you to do is share because you have your own radio show now. I do. It's called Have It All. Have it. I love that. So where can we find you? I'm on Voice America Network Mm -hmm. and World Talk Radio. If you go to Voice America Network Influencers Channel, Uh um, you will find me. You can look it up by me or have it all. Or go to my Facebook page. I'm Uh like facebook.com backslash Devin Alexander, Mm -hmm. which is spelled D-E-V-I-N. D-E-V-I-N. Alexander. Right. Um, Send all checks to (laughs) I-N. Just kidding. No. And I actually... Or or Owen, which is the yeah. common. Um, but or Owen. no, and then um, I'm on Instagram, but on Facebook I also have a lot of free videos that I mm. push out every week. You know those fun video yeah. quick clip things, and then you can go and actually get the recipes for free too. Right. And I have an ebook that we're going to put in the comments section if people want to try a selection of recipes yes. first. So we'll definitely get all those things in the comments section. And you have a show uh, that that's airing tomorrow. Right? I do. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's uh-huh. every Wednesday. I should have said that. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday, and 9 a.m. Is it live or is it? It is live. Ooh. And uh, tomorrow, it's uh, Samantha Edis, who is the pie life, um, which sounds like food. Uh, I love this because it sounds like food, but it's right. about balancing your whole life. Yes. <laughs> right. And so where is that show? Um, that's on. That's She'll the, be my guest. That's the Voice oh, America, okay. right? Got it. So yes. it's online and everything like that. Yes. Okay, yes. so we'll definitely make sure we get those links into the comments section so that way people can... Uh, join you, and yeah. then we'll, we'll we'll blast it all over social media, and make sure you get to, get you some more listeners and stuff awesome. like that. Yeah, and I'm DevinAlexander.com. So. DevinAlexander.com. <laughs> Find so, everything there is a hub. So everything there. So everything. in case you, we don't get it up in time, and you're like just chomping at the bit, you know, trying to get recipes or anything like that, go to DevinAlexander.com, and that's the main hub for everything. So. Um, well, good. Well, thank you. This was so fun. I know, right? See, I told you it was easy, right? (laughs) So, awesome, awesome. Now, next week, uh, we actually have uh, an open slot um, because I was supposed to be out of town and I'm actually not going to be. So, we're going to have a fun little episode of just anything. I'll I'll figure out what the topic is. But, again, uh, catch Devin's stuff by DevinAlexander.com. If you ever get a chance to meet her, and she's she's celebrity status, but at the same time, she's so approachable Mm -hmm. on so many different levels. She's close to me, so if you're local to us... You know, um, you know. Next time we happen to go out and stuff like that, you know, we'll be all over social media because you know that's kind of what we do when we're both in town at the same time, and there's something event that we can go to, right? And I can't wait to meet the new boyfriend. So, <laughs> all right. So, thank you, everybody. This was another amazing week. Um, join us next week for some amazing topics. I'm going to think of something juicy. I'm going to drop into the money lab and maybe pull something out from there. But uh, you know, go check out Devin's stuff. And this was. A Another week of Stop Money Anxiety Now, and who knows when we're going to change the names pretty soon. Peace.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.